Mama and Papa K know all about you. You oh, and there Kyle. We there we go. Can't, can't forget me, man. Can't forget me. Can't. So, so what's up? What are you doing for work now? What are you doing? Uh, I work for a mitigation company. Um, I It's a flood and fire cleanup crew. Okay. And uh, I run the crew out there, so I'm the I'm the manager for the technician crew. So, Man. kind it's like one of them half office, half field work jobs. But I got I found my niche. I think I got I got pretty good at it and making pretty good money. So, so are it. you are you not doing the the building anymore? No, no more construction. So I am the my job itself is kind of in the construction world. It's okay. I'm more of the demo side of things and and more the most of the repairs. Eventually, uh, eventually the plan is to kind of start to do my own thing, but there's not really a time frame for that just yet. Uh, but now that the house is done, um, I'm gonna finish up the basement a little bit, get some living spaces, and then. That's kind of my next venture in life is kind of seeing what I can do as far as branching out on my own and, and doing that kind of stuff. So makes sense, man. So, so yeah, what what so, about you? Where, where, what, what's what's kind of your dealio? What's your situation like? Well, before I get into that, right, I think it like this is something that we kind of touch up on. We don't really talk about, but this to me was important, right? Because I, I I love to talk about like goals, dreams, aspirations, right. having a focus, um, and and I and I brought this up to you, you know, I think maybe a couple of years ago, but I have a picture, man, like of me, you in the room. I think everybody's gone on vacation. Uh, we're just hanging out, and you're you're doing like a, a floor plan of a house. Mm -hmm. You're doing a floor plan of a house that you want to build, and you're like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm doing, right? And I'm like, yeah, Ben, yeah, whatever, brother. Whatever. <laughs> and I'm telling you about, but like the thing is, I'm not saying whatever. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Like you got this, you know, like right. we're, we're going to be somebody. We're going to be something. And I'm telling you about my million and one plans that I got going on in my life. <laughs> and we're like trying to sit there and focus and like, you know, actually fucking do the things that we want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that moment for me, and it's something that's, it's, it's a core memory for me because I sit there and I go like, this is what it's about, right? Having a passion, having an idea, and then actually creating like attainable goals and then reaching for those specific things and then making the things that you want in your life happen, right? And for that's sure. Kind of what happened. But it was, I mean, we're talking about what, six years ago now? We're talking six, seven years ago? Yeah, something like that. It's been a hot minute. So we had so, a want. We had a before, want. We made it happen. Right. Yeah. Um. So let's kind of break it. Let's 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 just break into that. So how, let's talk about that situation we talked about. How how did we get to that point? So like, how did you and I? How did you and I meet? Let's kind of hear your story about how you and I met. So it was twenty for me. It was twenty fifteen. Uh, the way that I see it. So I, you know, I see, I got a deep sigh a little bit because uh, I mean, if anybody knows twenty fifteen me. Oh man, I, I'm a little different. I'm a little special, <laughs> right? Uh, it's kind of hard to. You would have to get so many character witnesses to kind of go out there and say, "Hey, this is who I was in 2015." Mm -hmm. I could never do myself justice, um, but 2015, I'm definitely special. But I'm very observant as a as a human being, so 
I, I noticed that, you know, you were walking around and you were the team manager in 2015. Mm-hmm. And I go, who the hell is this broke dick dude? dude <laughs> I don't know. He's from Wyoming. I was like, what the hell is going on? <coughs> this dude is wasting his time just following us around. He's like the kit man. He's the kit man. He's the ball boy. He's the water boy. I was like, I have no idea what the hell this dude is doing here. You know? <laughs> and the thing is, like, you weren't super, you weren't super, like, social with the team. Uh, well, as, like, when my kind of, in my group at the beginning, mm-hmm. we were just there. It was just yeah. kind of like summer, like summer camp. We were there and or uh, summer training. We were there, and I was like, I was like, I have no idea what this dude is doing here. Um, but people said the same thing about me, so it, it kind of. And I think that's kind of, you know, when we ended up becoming roommates, we we did fit into that bracket. Like, what the hell are we doing? You know, and right? Who, who are we? We were kind of oddballs. We never really fit it. We never really fit in. So when uh, I, I don't know, did did we have classes together? Yeah, you and I had Anne's class together. Okay. All of Ann's classes, you and I had together. So interpersonal communication, and then the uh, there was another one. It was you, me, and Braden. Yeah, man. We had the so, second year. So we did. Uh, yeah, we did have a couple classes together, and then uh, I mean, like first year, we always kind of knew. We, I mean, we knew each other. We were like cordial, I mm-hmm. would say. And then, yeah. uh, but it really didn't start uh, kicking off until our second year. When uh, you uh, you were like the uh, the wife of the group, you kind of <laughs> glue. You made sure we were all fed. You made sure that like we were we were good to go. We had Calvin, me, Kyle, and we were just kind of like mooching. We were all like, all right, okay, we're here to do the the minimal. We're here to do the bare minimum here. And like Ben is over there. He's like, ah, he's like, hey, you guys can have some of this. I'm cooking up some chicken. Y'all want some? You know, okay, hey, we got to clean this shit, y'all. I'm going to clean it. And we were, I would literally look at you and I'll go, if it wasn't for you, man, this place would be a shithole. But <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you that because I didn't want to boost your ego. You know? <laughs> Why would I tell you that? So you know, I had a good thing and I kept it rolling. That's funny. Yeah, I remember because uh, my first year, uh, I had just gotten home from my mission from my accident. Right. And so I couldn't, I wasn't able to play and I was gonna I was was gonna play the year before with Piner with Austin Piner right and then um I knew that that Jeff wouldn't let me back to play um but I and I knew that I wasn't I my chances of playing college soccer were probably over but I wanted to kind of get into coaching which is kind of why I shadow I, I basically managed was so I could just shadow Jeff and follow Jeff around and kind of see how Practices were ran at a collegiate level and, and kind of get an idea and feel for it. Um, so that's why I managed my first year. And then he, you know, gave me a spot on the team for the second year, which is how you, me, and Kyle and Calvin became roommates. Um, <clears throat> but I remember uh, that you, you, me, and Kyle, when we found out that we were going to be room because we found out before uh, training camp started that we were going to be roommates. <clears throat> um and I remember you called me and Kyle or like put us in a group chat and like um, one of the things that you, the three of us wanted to really focus on was like us setting the pace of like what the team was going to be. Um, 
I mean, I remember it was you. I think it was probably your. It wouldn't surprise me, but I remember it being your idea of having our room be an open door policy. Like our room door was almost never closed. Um, like it, if we were there, the door was wide open. Anybody can come and go as they pleased. Um, and like I think you were kind of the idea of like like everyone's invited. Everyone's invited. Come by whenever you want. If you're bored, come hang out. We've got the Xbox. We got whatever. Come come hang with us. Um, and you know, it was you and Kyle that kind of facilitated the putting in the extra work. Like, I don't know. Um, I remember going hard in summer uh, training camp of lifting weights and practicing extra, uh, with you guys, just kind of setting that tone early of like putting in the extra work and stuff like that. But that was one of the things that I appreciated right off the bat was like your guys' dedication to to setting that tone early um, just to kind of have that kind of mentality of like, we're not here to kind of, you know, we got, we got business to take care of kind of thing. Right. Um, which I always, which I always appreciated. And, and <clears throat> that's, those are my big core memories of you guys is that uh, is just that kind of family vibe that you wanted to bring to the table to make sure everyone was on the same page and everyone was getting taken care of. And, to change it from like a group of guys who are just like we play soccer together to being teammates to being like a family kind of vibe. Um, that's what I remember most about our, our time there at Western for sure. So for for me, you know, when we, we talk about that second year and and we, uh, you know, we, we maybe had this open door policy because that's something I don't really remember, but I probably said it. Um, there's a lot of things that I did that I that I don't necessarily remember, but it makes sense with like my philosophy on team sports, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about setting a culture, right? And then trying to build good habits, trying to build a unity within the team so that we can succeed. And we have like, and we, and that culture just, it feeds us and we continue to like strive throughout the season, no matter the hardships, no matter the success. Right. And right. I, I'll say this, the, the second year, I don't think the team was as close as it was the first year. Um, I right. think it was. I think it was weird because of the recruits that we had. Um, we it was a little different, um, and you know that might even be my own fault, right? Because I'm trying to like maybe force things a little too much. But my second year, I was kind of upset be, due to the recruiting. The talent the first year was so much better uh, than the second year, mm -hmm. and so you know I look on a team and I go, hey, if I'm like one of the better players. And the team is the team is kind of booty, right? <laughs> and so the first year I was like not one of the better players. So I was really happy to be on that team because I'm like, all right, hey, look, if I can contribute in practice, you know, then we're going to get better and we're going to go to the places that we're supposed to go to. Right. Um, but the second year, you know, I think I, I think I had like the most points or in NJC, like for, for our team, like assists and goals. Like right. Me and Ty Nielsen were like tied or something, mm -hmm. and so for me it was like, man, dude, like I'm not even that good, and I'm helping carry this team. Like this is a bad team. This is not good. But the thing is, we had an identity. We had an identity, and we weren't very good, but we we knew that, and we kind of played to our own like our own style per se, and uh, we actually went further our second year than we did our first year. So right. I will say that. I yeah. will say that, that we had a little bit of 
you know, and, th- and that starts from the beginning, right? Where it's like, hey, this never give up, never gonna die mentality. Yeah. Right? Um, also, that second year was always kind of uh, tainted a little bit because, you know, when we're talking about me, you, uh, and and Kyle like pushing to be, you know, successful. Like we want to be good. We want the team to be great. Like we're trying to fucking work hard and, and do well. Well, Braden was on the other end too, and then he bummed up his knee in preseason, right? Yeah. And that kind right of took that. the wind. That took the wind out of everybody's sails. It was like no way. Like this dude is a stud. I thought we were gonna be fucking good, and when that happened, it was just like, oh shit, how do we adapt from here? Yeah. Right. And then uh, it, it just kind of the the team the team had its identity. It, it worked itself out, but I wouldn't say that it wasn't a special team. It was like it just was a thing. It was a thing that that existed, and we did the best that we could uh, under uh, under the leadership of of the, the Holy Jeff and, <laughs> and we, we somehow, you know, made it through a round of playoffs, which surprised us all. I think. Yeah. That is one thing that I, uh, that I was pretty surprised by. It was when I heard the news that Braden, cause I wasn't on the trip when Braden went down, but that was one of the thing, first things I thought in my head was I'm like, Oh, I don't know how far we're going without Braden, without Braden. <laughs> cause Braden was probably uh, one of the best, if not the best, player on that team. Um, he, was, he was an engine. He was a workhorse for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. So, and to not have him, to not have him hurt, because you know, because you it, it pulls, it pulls Tanner, uh, Tanner Trumbull out of where he played best, and right. there are a lot of pieces that were shifted around because of that, which hurt us in the long hurt hurt the team in the long run but right. um but i you know that's that's something that's interesting you say that because like i wasn't around let's see your first year that was like devin moore uh nate cutler jackson hatch yeah, i could almost i could almost you. go through that whole lineup just off the top of my head yeah you know, and we talk i about, we talk about jose rincon we talk about mm-hmm. riley gibson right yep jacobson at the at the 10 mm-hmm. you got alan wenlet um, or you got Nate Color on the wings, um, and then you got Tanner at the CDM. Mm-hmm. Left back, you got Taylor Flinton. Center backs, you got uh, you got Jackson Watch, um, and then you also have uh, Braden. And then on the right back, you got Devin and Mitch in goal. So like that's how oh, yep. we that was like our lineup almost a hundred percent of the time. And, and then, then you, you have, have like Tinker, you. I don't even remember. I don't remember that as 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 Alex much, but I, I wasn't. You had uh, yep. Trying to th- you had Jesse Cardenas. Can't forget about him. Yep. Um, yep. And you had. I mean, there was a there was a lot of other guys, and you know. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't around that. Uh, I wasn't around that crew outside of Tinker because uh, Piner was a high school buddy of mine, and they were roommates together. Um, right. But even like uh, I would land in, I was much closer with our second year um, with, you know, him dating Mac and me dating Maddie and they were roommates. So we hung out quite a bit. Um, but like I was never really close with those guys. Um, so like it is interesting to see that that different uh, dynamic between your first year and versus second year and like the only and, and then the difference that I saw just because I wasn't around. <clears throat> I wasn't around that first that first year. Um, hardly at all 
because I felt that uh, we had a good crew, group of guys where we we all liked each other for the most part. I mean, we got there are some people that we just kind of butted heads, but as if any competitive nature, that's kind of how it is. But um, this what this is kind of something that I wanted to talk about uh, as we as we make that transition from soccer. Um, so like in that second year when we're talking about like things just started coming to an end. We all saw it. Writing was on the wall. Uh, graduation was looming. Mm-hmm. You know, Braden ended up leaving. Uh, obviously, Jackson had already way left. Um, yeah. Kyle was not in school anymore. Um, there was, but he was still lingering around. Uh, and then it was really just, uh, it was one of those things where for me personally, man, dude, I was, I was in a tough place because, uh, I had to think about it. I was like, dude, I have like no real fucking homies here. And yeah, we, we know each other and we're, and we're buddies, but it, you know, we've never really connected like on that, on that other level. Right. Uh, and so, you know, even when we went down to San Antonio, which we'll get into here in a minute, but it's, it's never like, we never really had like, Hey Ben, like, let's go hang out. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. Agreed. Right. We right. Had, we had a, uh, like, like things in common, but we never were, like, hey, like, you know, I love doing this. You love doing that. We never had, like, maybe, like, a Brett Thatcher relationship that you have with him or even a relationship that you have with Braden. We kind of always had our, like, professional and kind of, like, fuck around relationship. You know, right. we always kind of play with each other. But it was never, like, hey, fuck you, Ben, or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we, never, right, right, right. we never really busted each other's chops, like, in a, in a bad way where we're, like, man, we don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um but then, yeah, so that second year, like, I started meeting all these people, um, but I wasn't friends with any of them, right? I wasn't friends. I didn't have, like, I can't sit here and go, I still talk to people from that second year. What it, what it really was is that first semester, that first semester, that second semester, like, all the people I still talk to from Western are from that, that time period, that time yeah. period, Right. And mm-hmm. so that for me was the most impactful. Um, and to this day, I mean, I still talk to Jackson daily. I still talk to Kyle uh, probably weekly, Braden monthly, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things where it's like how how did we build something so so strong in such a short amount of time, and and how has it continued to to exist um, throughout? You know, because I went back to school. I, I had to graduate. I joined the military, but I'm still talking to these guys, you know, at least monthly. Right. Right. Um, and then something that maybe, I mean, I know, I know you know this and I know this and our buddies know this, but you know, going down to San Antonio and what was that like? Right. And mm-hmm. how hard was that for us and what kind of relationships, you know, were built out there and how strong of a relationship did we build? And, you know, and on on that note, like I want to hear about your your take of San Antonio, and kind of like how that impacted you, and how did that put you where you are right now? San Antonio was a huge, uh, it was a huge learning moment for me. Um, being in a, it was kind of my first time, like outside you know i left on my mission but outside my mission like it was the first time i was in the real world not in missionary clothes or anything like that you know rock springs was an hour and a half from home it's like i was away from family i was away from um people that i was kind of comfortable with um 
but like that's where uh and i was faced with like i'm not good at sales and i had to overcome and learn a lot about how to be good at it which i never really learned that curve but um enough to get by but san antonio is huge for me just because that's where um my ability to you know that's where Braden and i became the friends that we were you know with us sharing a room um that's where jess crawford and i became really good friends um and that those were really defining relationships for me uh to help guide me through my life you know jess and Braden, um they're both very open-minded people and for a long time i wasn't I wasn't necessarily open-minded. Like I was pretty uh, set in my ways as far as like religion and, and whatnot goes. And to be able to have people who understand where I come from, but still have open minds and different beliefs, systems and stuff like that kind of helps me, help me spark that, you know, I don't, I don't think I gained a lot out of um, uh, career wise. I can't say like, like, you know, it taught me to be a better manager. It taught me to be a better this or a better that. Um, I think it really just taught me how to be a more open and understanding person. Um, you know, being surrounded by really a select few of people who are members of the church and um, being around a lot of people who grew up in a lot of different uh, backgrounds and different areas around the country and, and stuff in different childhood, stuff like that. So kind of helped me learn how to interact with different personalities like that. And which I gained far more, I gained far more knowledge hanging out with you guys outside of work um, about people than I did knocking on doors, talking to strangers um, to interact with you guys every single day. Um, it was hard. Like San Antonio was hard. Don't get me wrong. There were a lot of tough days where, you know, I wanted to quit, but, um, you know, you, you always got to kind of, you learn, you have that mental toughness of just putting your head down and powering through, you know, you only have two more months. You only have eight more, you know, six more weeks. You only have four more weeks and just powering through until you're done. Um, but I, you learn a lot of perseverance. You learn a lot of how to build relationships with people from different cultures and different, different areas of life and stuff like that. Um, which I think that's the biggest thing that I that I pulled uh, pulled from San Antonio. Um, and again, like I, I, you know, you mentioned before that you and I never had the uh, you and I don't have this. I I don't have the same relationship I have with Braden and with Kyle that I do with you, and vice versa. I mean, you have your own relationship with Kyle and Jackson and and, and Braden. <clears throat> um, but like that that connection that we have through those through through those people um that's the uh <clears throat> that's the really that's one of the things i want to sit down with you is when we have that connection with where we're you and i aren't necessarily close close but you've got a great story and there's something about you and me that we can form we don't have the closest of relationships right but you and i have very close relationship with two of the same people um, and like how that, how that our different personalities and everything like that, how that kind of works with the, that group of people, um, which I, I think that's one of the things I found out in San Antonio too, was like, you know, Grayson Barnes and I are, you know, we may not be ever, you know, buddy buddies and, and 
and go on vacations or whatever. But um, you and I are similar in a lot of ways and not just like in personality, but like people that we attract to our lives too. Um, That's something that I've learned is how similar I am to a lot of different people outside of my, my normal, my normal realm of uh, people I associate with. Um, Right. But yeah, I mean, what about, because San Antonio was, what what were your kind what were your thoughts on, on that? Yeah. um, Great, great question. Um, So for, for me specifically, right, I went there and my mindset's completely changed now. Uh, You know, six years after, you know, going down there and having to figure it out. Uh, I was so excited to go down there and just be with the boys. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I was excited to go down there, but everybody had this idea of like my personality type that, Hey, you're going to be, you're going to be great. You're going to, you're going to do great. Like you are, so, you're such a charismatic person. You love to talk to anybody. You can talk to anybody. You're going to kill it. Right. And I kind of started to believe that until I started knocking on the doors, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That for me is it's definitely not true, right? Um, I got my own my own weaknesses, uh, and one of them is when I'm not comfortable, I'm not comfortable, and I really start to be like, yeah, like you know, I struggle with bullshitting when I'm not comfortable. When I'm comfortable, I love to bullshit, right? Right. Um, and so, you know, sitting there having to sell a product that maybe I didn't necessarily believe in, you know, and I was just there for the money. I wasn't doing the right things. And, and I chalked a lot of it up to excuses. Like, this is why I'm not doing well, you know. Um, and instead of just putting my head down and training harder, right, mm-hmm. and training to overcome some of my deficiencies, I always right. came up with an excuse. Um, and so that's kind of like my growth over time. And if I was to go back, right, would I do better? Absolutely. I think I would kill it. Uh, but I still have some sort of like PTSD from knocking on any door. Right. Mm-hmm. I still sit there and I go, holy shit. I feel so uncomfortable knocking on this door. Right. Um, but that it's, it's a very interesting experience. Cause you know, when we're talking about me, you, all these guys, we have a, we have a shared relationship and a bond through hardship. Right. How many right. days did we did we get on the same truck? Did we leave and we go, holy shit, I got my dick kicked in all day. <laughs> yeah, and you go, yeah, me too. And we're literally like looking at each other, sad as hell, about to start crying. And you know what? There's no time for it because we got to eat and we got to hit it again in the morning. Right. 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 Hey, Ben. Hi, hey, hey, Grayson. How'd you guys do? Oh, we bageled today. Oh, it's all right. You'll get them tomorrow. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We'll get them tomorrow. Same thing over and over, right? So I sit here and I go, you know, at, at what point, at what point are we, uh, you know, are we actually going to be successful at this thing? And I, and I think that we started to believe um, that we were going to be successful, but it, it never was the case. And, and I think a lot of it does chalk up to our inability to overcome our deficiencies and sit there and go, you know, hey, I need to actually build this skill and this is how I'm going to do it. Instead, we were kind of like in our woes and we never really uh, started training past our deficiencies, which I is kind of a regret of mine uh, when I look back on it in retrospect. 
yeah, and uh, you didn't go, you didn't go to Virginia, did you? No, I didn't go to Virginia because I finally decided that, and this has always been my mentality. I'm gonna look after me, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know that would have been a great experience. It would have been really fun, but I knew that that wasn't for me, and right. and so that's why I ended up deciding to. Uh, what did I do at that time? You, you joined was that the next summer. Yeah, that was the very next summer. summer. Oh so yeah, you, I was I was in the Air Force by then. Yep, you're in the you were in the Air Force. Um, that's you know that 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 bond between hardship is something that, uh, um, you know that Virginia really. I mean, I don't know if you've I don't know if uh, Kyle or Brandon told you the stories of Virginia, <clears throat> but it was a nightmare. Uh, like it was. It was bad for me. It got it got to it got really bad for me. I mean, I I didn't swear a ton uh, in college. I, I swore, but Virginia. I mean, I have no filter. Like I I just every foul word that you could possibly think of. Like that was a release for me. Like I've, instead of just trying to you know punch somebody out to to release anger or frustration, like I just picked up swearing, and that's where I picked it up from. But that's where um, you know. Braden and Kyle's uh, bond with me. Like that's why Braden, Virginia is the reason why Braden and Kyle will always be brothers to me. Um, like Nick, Nick, my brother came out uh, for a couple weeks um, to, to sell and I was making no money and Braden and Kyle took care of him. Like they, they, they were caretakers for him and <clears throat> like growing through hardship. Like you said, like that bonding through hardship is a huge reason why I have the relationship I have with Kyle and Braden now. Like if it weren't for those hard times of just getting your teeth kicked in, um, like I don't have that relationship with them that I do without, without those hardships. Cause when, when times are tough, that's when you know like, who's in your corner. Like when people start to, when things get difficult and people start to run, like that's, those are people that you don't want to really surround yourself with. But, you know, that's something that we did in San Antonio and in Virginia is like when times got tough, none of us ran from each other. It was always like, you know, yeah, I, you know, we probably, you know, I, I made probably a ton of excuses, but like I, I never was like, I'm out. I'm just not going to, you know, I'm never going to come back and I'm just going to leave. It was always like, yeah, you know, I didn't do enough today and, you know, I can make an excuse to this, but you know what? I'm going to go back on tomorrow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it again. <clears throat> you so know, and even if I made that, an excuse that day. We call that, uh, that, that trauma bonding, right? Mm-hmm. So we went through some shit and we bonded over it um, kind of to that last point that you made um, when we're talking about not giving up on each other, being there for each other, even at the lowest of lows. And that's keep, why keep, talk, keep talking. Guys. I'm going to plug this in real fast. Yep. Go ahead. Um, we talk about, you know, somebody taking care of us when we were almost unable to take care of ourselves. Right. And it wasn't even like, hey, you got to get me back. It was more like, hey, don't worry about it. I actually, that's how I built these brotherhoods with these individuals that we're talking about. Uh, one in particular that I, that I would, uh, one story that hit me a little harder than anybody else. And uh, this individual is somebody that we both know. And I really did see 
it, this encompasses everything about San Antonio for me. Uh, and this is why these people are still my brothers. It was uh, Thomas Dodds, mm-hmm. right? And this dude, I'm I'm low on money. I got I got nothing. Like I'm, I didn't have any bills, so you know I could really run my account down to zero, and nothing's gonna hit my account and like make it negative. So when I had zero dollars, I had zero dollars, and you know Thomas was the same way. Uh, we we hit the doors, and I think I got two dollars, and he's got twelve, right? Uh, and I sit there and I go, man, dude, we got to eat lunch. We got to eat lunch at least, right? Right. Because I mean, we're starving. And Thomas covers my meal, right? And he also gets his meal, you know? And I was like, dude, this is like half your net worth. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, yeah, don't worry about it. And I go, I didn't even think about it. You know, I'm just like, all right to the next one because I knew if I had $12 in my account, I'm getting him just like he was getting me because we're mm-hmm. looking after each other and we're trying to take care of each other and we're trying to survive, right? We're trying to survive. And that to me right there solidified my brothership to him, not because he covered me for a meal, but when he was so down bad and he had no money, he said he didn't even think about, hey, like this is my last couple of dollars. I need it for myself later. He said, that's my boy. He needs help right now. And that's what that summer was all about, right? We were always helping each other out. We were always looking after each other. And it was never like, a, hey, I'm waiting for you to pay me back. And we never had that issue. It was just it was just us looking after each other all the time, right? So I, I want to kind of break down those, those, you know, those relationships that you're talking about, you know, with, with you, Kyle, Braden, Jackson. Uh, Thomas, what is it meant to ha- what is it meant to you to have to have guys like that? Like you know, those are guys who are going to back you. You know, you talk to Jackson every day, and you, you're you're constantly in touch with all these guys. What does it mean to have um, those relationships in your life, knowing that you can count on those guys no matter where they're at? Yeah, so um, I would say this: as life kind of progresses some of those relationships start to start to become more distant because we're not actively seeing each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've gotten to the point recently where we're not seeing each other every year. Right. Right. And so that's hard to maintain a relationship. Um, but for me, what it meant, especially through my time uh, during sales, when I left sales through my time in the air force, those 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 guys were my brothers and i mean when we talked every day we talked every day right mm-hmm. called every day messaged every day we have our own group chat and we would sit there and talk for hours and we would sit there and talk about life events um things that happen in the news our perspectives we would sit there and break it down uh those dudes were at my wedding um and honestly man like for what that meant to me and what that did for my upbringing in some of the more formative years of my life, I would say that was, it's, 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 I can't compare it to anything. And those dudes will always be my brothers. Um, no matter what happens, no matter how long we don't talk to each other. Um, but I will say that, uh, if you don't tend to those relationships, they do start to dissipate over time. The brotherhood is the same, but if 
you know, if you don't put in the time, then uh, things start to, to go astray a little bit. So I'm kind of seeing that more or less now. Uh, but that's just because we're all busy with our all with our own lives and we're starting to, you know, go down our own lanes. And, and you know, I mean, Jackson just had a kid. Congratulations to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braden's out there um, making moves in Utah still. Um, Kyle, I mean, he's he's got two kids. Uh, yeah. And, you know, he's he's out there with Jackson too. And, you know, there's – I would I would say this Ben, and there's there I'm kind of like beating around the bush here. There's a lot of things that have kind of happened in the last two years, um, and a lot of it's to my disappointment. Right? These are my brothers, right? Right. I expected us to be more than what we are right now. Right, and you might not have expected that, uh, but I had a lot of dreams and a lot and a vision for these guys. Mm-hmm. And I think we all got too comfortable in our own lanes. And what that's led to is us kind of growing apart when we used to cherish being together so much. Right. So even to this day, I think Braden's one of the smartest individuals I know. Jackson is one of the most empathetic individuals I know. Kyle on his day can be one of the hardest workers I know. Right. Mm-hmm. So it we put all of these things – together i know there's a team in there somewhere that can do incredible things we haven't been able to do it and right. as time has <clears throat> elapsed i i personally don't think that that opportunity is ever going to exist again um and that's something that's one of my biggest regrets i think in my life right now um that that we didn't have that opportunity but back to your original question what do those relationships mean to me they mean everything they mean everything, and I, those guys, no matter what happens, those dudes will be my brothers forever. Right. Um, would you say that um, the meeting those guys and having those relationships they formed, kind of who you are today? Absolutely right. So we talk about these dudes knew me like when we're talking about twenty fifteen me. These dudes right. knew me then. They liked me then. They still like me now. Right. So. But the version that I am, you are like your character, your you as an individual. It's it's formed by the relationships and the environment around you, right? So I decided to group myself with these individuals, and they built me into who I am now, right? Mm-hmm. They're all at least two years my senior, so you know I was the youngest one of the group the whole time, and you know I I learned to be a goofball, but also to be mature about certain things through conversations with these guys, right? Uh, through through seeing them through their life and and the re- those, that relationship that, that that we built, to me, it's, it's uncomparable. Like, these guys have done so much f- for my internal growth that now I'm at a position where, you know, I, I would have never have been at if I if I didn't meet these guys. Right. No, I, I, I feel you. And I kind of want to circle back a little bit to that conversation that you and I had, you know, that you were talking about earlier, you know, when everybody was gone. I, I remember that night, like uh, we, I remember pulling over like the, the, the stands that the lamps sat on, like you and I are chilling on the futon. I've just got like this little dinky notebook out in front of me and, 
uh, you know, drawn sketches of floor plans and stuff like that. And like you guys, I, I remember all the flags hanging from the roof and, uh, you know, it being late at night and you and I just sitting down and talking about, you know, what, you know, cause I think it was fairly close to graduation for you and I, like, you know, what, what's next for us. And I kind of, kind of gave you my plans of like what I, I've always wanted to do, building a house and to build my own house and to, uh, you know, start, start my own business, whatever it was. Like, I remember sitting there and like, I remember, I think you sent me the, I think you sent me a picture of it years ago, um, of like, just like a screenshot of it. Um, and it's so funny that you see your, you know, you see that, you know, 2015 Grayson, cause I didn't know the 2015 Grayson all that well. You know, I knew you were the kid from, where did you come from? From uh, Singapore. Singapore. Yeah. I knew that's, I, I, you know, I heard, you know, Jeff said there's a kid from Singapore and then there was like, I'm like, no one here looked like they're from Singapore and you were the kid from Singapore. I'm like, what the, and, and you know, and it, I knew that and I knew you were the kid that slept in late on, you know, you slept in and you missed the first 20 minutes of practice once. Um, and like, but I didn't really know you as an individual and a lot of my image of who Grayson Barnes was, was, um, a guy who always had, you were always someone that just had aspirations um, and like you dreamed big. Like you said, this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, not, you know, and old me, you know, 2015, 2016, me, he was like, all right, Grayson. Like part of it was like, okay, dude, go get him, Tiger. Like, woohoo. But, you know, I was fairly, you know, I wasn't very optimistic then either. You know, the me, me building my own house was always a pipe dream for me. It was never something that I never, I, I always wanted to do, but I never thought I was going to be able to do. Um, but you were always like a visionary. You were always someone ambitious to go, go, go get her. Um, and I remember those, that conversation and how real that conversation was between you and I of like, these are the things that we're going to set out to do. And like for the first time and for the first time ever, like me building a house and me doing what I wanted to do, like it wasn't for me, it wasn't just a, it wasn't just a pipe dream. Like it was reality. I'm like, holy shit. Like this kid's putting fucking like the way he's talking about what he wants to do is getting me hyped for what I want to do. And, and like, there's a realism behind it and there's a realistic aspect behind it. And that's, that was what you, I think you taught me the most, you know, I, I think I'm older than you by a couple of years and I learned how to be some sort of a visionary for myself from a kid younger than me who had all these, all these, you know, this is what I'm going to set out to do. And these are my dreams and my goals and my aspirations. And I'm like, holy fucking yeah, let's do this shit. Um, and I'm so, very, you know, when you, when you say that, that, you say that, that makes me happy. Yeah. And, and to say that, you know, the 2015 Grayson was just this, and you know, I don't, I don't work. I don't see, I always saw the visionary Grayson. You know, even in San Antonio, you we were getting our shit rocked. You're like, I'm still coming out with fucking 150 accounts. And I'm like, bro, we got a month left and we're not even at 100 yet. You're like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do it. I'm like, shit. And like, you were always ambitious. You were always a go get them. And like, that was huge. And that was very important for me to see that. Because like that, I think you're just that kind of energy that someone can feed off of. And I fed off of it. Like when I was knocking doors with you and you're like, you know, we're walking across the street and you're like, are you getting your shit rocked? I'm like, yeah. And you're like, you're like, me too. Let's, let's keep going. And I'm like, fucking, okay, we can do this, dude. We can do it. And like that, that positive attitude to keep pushing through and pushing through and having those dreams. Like it helped 
it helped me where I, you know, keep that. I, I still have that mindset of it may be out of reach, but if I put my, if I put my head down and I work, I can get that. Um, and you know, I, and you know, I never voicing it, voicing it out and talking with you like that conversation we had in that dorm room, like that was that first time that I felt that I felt that, holy shit, like I can, if we, I can put myself, I, I can set goals for myself and attain those goals if I've got that confidence in myself and I put that work in and I put that effort in, I can do those things. Um, and I just kind of, that, 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 that's kind of clicking in my brain now at 26, that a conversation I had when I was, 1920 like that's what kind of engraved that in my brain of having that sort of confidence and that go get them attitude and it was all just from that conversation that you and i had but uh but yeah i mean <clears throat> um you know I, I i i see all the relationships that i've had and how everybody shaped me in a different way um and that's what I've learned doing the podcast is um, I've said, I say it all the time of like, I sit down with people that I don't get to have a sit down with, you know, I haven't sat down and had a 50 minute conversation with you in years. And to be able to look back and reminisce on the good times and see all the things that you taught me and the, the, the trauma bonding that we had, like to go back and to visit all those memories and those ideas, like that's something that, you know, I want to hold forever. Like I don't want to lose those. And I don't want, uh, you know, my kids, if when I have kids and, you know, they, they want to know what it was like when I was 26, like they can, you know, they can look back at this story of, you know, me and I having this conversation about trauma bonding and about having that confidence and being a visionary for yourself and, and things like that. Um, and it's going to be held in, you know, in records and I'm never going to lose those. Um, which is really the important thing. The big thing, what I want to do with the podcast is to maintain those relationships and hold those relationships. Even if, you know, even if you and I don't even get to chat for another 10 years, like I have this memory in this moment, uh, where I can, where I can hold these stories and hold these lessons learned and, and have them forever. Like it's been huge and important for me to, to have that, um, with, with this podcast and with talking with all the people in my life, um, which I've grown a lot from and I've really appreciated and I've loved doing. Um, but, but yeah, I just, that, that relationship that you have between your friends and the people around you, uh, that, you know, it's, it is a big formative, uh, relationships that mean a lot way further down the line than you would ever expect. It's true, man. It's true. The, uh, when we're talking about, you know, now what do you, you gotta be, you gotta be 27, right? I turned, yeah, 27 this year. Yeah. So we're talking about us at 20, 21, <laughs> you know, and it's like, we're just trying to figure it out. That's all we're trying to do. And we're so lost. We don't know what we like. We don't know, like, what kind of men we're going to be. But we have an idea of what we want to do and how do we accomplish it. How do we 
you know, how do we get to where we want to go? And we start going through these stepping, these, uh, these stepping stones and these blocks. And, you know, we can, I could probably go back every year and we go, Oh, sh- that sucked that year. That sucked that year. That sucked that year. But now we look at you right now, right? You have a house, you're doing some good work. You're making some decent money, right? You know, if that's what you value a successful life, then fantastic. Right. Mm-hmm. But and, you know, you're doing this podcast to help maintain your relationships. Fantastic. Now, what do you value most, right? Do you value relationships or do you value like personal success, right? And what constitutes you having a successful life? And are you doing those things to, to you know, when you look back on it, when you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, whatever, right? Are you doing the things now? that you, when you look back on it and you look at your story, are you doing the things that you wish you were doing, right? Are you being as successful as you wish you were, right? And that's my question to you. Like, are you doing those things now? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there are, there are things, you know, I, <clears throat> you know, every, every, every time, every day that passes, you know, I always wish I have a family of my own um, and whatnot, which is really kind of what I'm setting myself up for now. You know, and I've not done great at uh, putting myself in those situations. But, you know, that was always, that's always one thing that always sits in the back of my mind. But as far as where I'm at in life, um, I've learned as I've gotten older that, that I value relationships and non-tangible things more so than anything. You know, if I were to lose my house and to lose uh, you know, everything that I have, but I still have my friends and I still have my family. Like I still have everything that I need. Um, and as I've gotten older, that has always, that has grown more and more and more, you know, success, my, my success isn't built around, um, isn't, isn't, uh, it isn't based off of my job. It isn't based off of how much I'm taking home every single day. It's not about how much I make a year, but it's about, you know, do do my best friends, you know, do do Brett, Draper, Tristan think, am I being a good friend to those guys? Am I being a good friend to Brayden and Kyle? Am I being a good son to my parents? Am I being a good sibling to my brother and sister? And, you know, the people that they, and, you know, a good um, sibling-in-law to my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law. Like, am I being a good person to those people? And, like, do I have the relationship that I want to maintain with them? Um, and as I've gotten older, that's something that, I've really focused on more and more um, because when I have a family of my own, like that's what it's going to be. Like, that's what my focus is going to be. Like, it, it's not going to be about, you know, am I, am I pulling in six figures a year? It's going to be, am I being a good husband? Am I giving, being a good father? Um, and I, I feel like in, right now in my life that I'm in a really good spot of, of being the person that I want to be for other people. Like I want, you know, being a support system and being uh you know, and, and being someone you can trust and um, do some people take it, do, do people take advantage of it and take that and use it and then run off and not have my back. Yeah, it happens from time to time, but like, I, I can't let, I can't let that affect the way that I think of, of the world around me or society around me. Um, you know, I, I, I like to see the good in people and I'm going to maintain to see the good in people um, no matter what the voices around me say. Um, 
and I feel like I'm in a good spot now. And I feel like, you know, I'm not complacent by any means. I have a, I I have a a belief of mine that um, if you're not, uh, if you're not progressing, you're regressing. You're never staying the same. If you're not improving yourself every single day, you're trying to improve yourself every single day. You're 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 getting worse as a person. You're never here. You're always moving up, or you're always moving down. Um, and if I can look at myself in the mirror and be like, you know what, you did, you you gave a hundred hundred percent of everything you could today, and you you tried your best to be there for people, and you learned, and you grew. Like that's a good day. Um, and that's something that I've learned over the last couple of years that has helped me lead that quote unquote successful life for myself um, is that, that personal, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That, that personal kind of judgment um, every single day of looking yourself in the mirror and saying, were you good enough? Kind of thing. Um, And there are some days when I say no, like I could, I could have put more effort in, but like those are also learning experiences where I can, Say, okay, you didn't put all your effort into what you could do today, but tomorrow you better put in what you can. Um, you know, you asking, you asking that question is, it's a, it's a good tie in on how I usually close, close the podcasts, um, of, you know, I ask everyone that I'm with like a, Whoever I'm talking to, I ask them to offer a piece of like advice of what they think, uh, a piece of advice to lead a successful life, whatever that means to you. So I kind of want to turn that question around back on you and kind of hear your thoughts about what it's, what it's, what you think it's like to lead a successful life. How much, how much time do I have? You've got time. We're at 57 minutes now. So they're usually about an hour, but, but, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to cap you at all. Yeah, you better not cap me, bro. No, dog, not gonna you cap better, you. You better not cap me, cause I can talk. <laughs> you know I can talk. So, cause I got some things that I want to talk about that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, for sure. So, I don't care if your listeners are like, "This is too damn long." You know, <laughs> wherever they want to, this is for us. This isn't for anybody else. Exactly. So, cause I got shit to do tomorrow, but I'm here right now in the present. A hundred percent. Where I'm at, and I. I and I don't want to end it on a on like a like we got unresolved things that we should know. So I will say this. Um, what just because I kind of went on a tangent. What was that last question you just asked? So I can make sure I hit it specifically. Um, what what are what's a piece of advice that you have that you can give people to to lead a successful life? Like whatever that means to you, leading a successful life. What's a piece of advice that you could offer people that are listening? Um, on what you think that would be, man. Some people would tell me half the shit, most of the shit, all the shit that comes out of my mouth is all just poppycock and bullshit, right? <laughs> what kind of advice could I give to anybody that's actually, you know, usable? I probably said so many things in my life that you know people have like, oh, that's actually pretty fucking good advice, and I love to give advice, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, I like to. I kind of hang my hat on this is me as an individual. I'm super raw and authentic, right? Like you, a lot of people, they don't, they're not used to a guy like me because I just fucking say shit, right? Right. That's how I am. I just say it and they're like, oh shit. Like I did not, I did not expect that. Like this dude, uh, this dude's kind of out there. This dude's kind of crazy, right? 
for me, you know, as we start to head into our uh, late twenties, early thirties, I, I, I think being authentic is, is one of the biggest things that we can be right. And I think we start to let down those shields, those walls that we've laid up in our early twenties or like these perceptions of like how we should be as adults and just fucking let it loose. Right. Because at the end of the day, like we always hear the same fucking thing. We only live once. Right. For me, I leave everything on the table here. This is what it is. This is how it is. Now I have all the information. I can do whatever I want with it. Right. And that, especially works for me in relationships. I don't leave anything on the table, right? I don't wish I, I don't, I don't have a, uh, like a time where I'm like, oh, I wish I said that, or I shouldn't have, or I shouldn't have said that. I'm glad I just said everything, right? Right. And so for you as an individual, right? And you're, you know, one of your big goals here in the near future maybe is to have a family, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the relationships that you have, if I was talking to you and, and you were in the dating game or whatever, you know, be, and the, people say this, like, be you, like, be as authentically you as you can be, because if you compromise, like, your convictions, your integrity, your, like, your personality to be with somebody else, like, you're not going to be happy, brother. I'm telling you right now, right? right? And that's why our relationships with our friends are so real is because we are ourselves and we're nothing else. Right. Mm, right. So that advice, I would say, hey, literally be as you as possible, be authentically you and be enough. So where it's like you are so comfortable in your own skin and you do not give a shit, because even to this day, I have those internal battles. Right. Where I'm trying to appease somebody else. I'm trying to make somebody else happy. I'm trying to be a version of me that I think somebody else wants me to be. And I have to sit there and I go, oh, shit, like I'm not supposed to be this person, right? Right. I'm supposed to be 2015 me, right? Like that is almost in the purest sense like who I was and who I am, right? Uh, and to this day, like I still get in trouble for saying shit that I shouldn't have said. Right? <laughs> like I Trust me, I get in trouble daily. I have these conversations daily oh, I said this and I hurt somebody's feelings. It happened not too long ago, like the other week. And I was like, come on, they have to grow the fuck up. They have to, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, we always say in the real world, you know, nobody's going to sugarcoat this for you. Nobody's going to, you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to come on, it's going to come at you hard and fast, right? Just right. like us, yours, you know, everybody's telling us we're going to be so good. We're going to be so great. But we weren't. We got our fucking dicks kicked in. And guess who was there to fucking say, you know, oh, it's okay. I mean, I guess we all did. But at the end of the day, like nobody, we had to still make money. We still had to pay our bills and we still had to do shit, you know? Right. So we had to fucking get up and get after it. If we didn't do that, then, you know, we might have been in a different place, right? For sure. For sure. Um, with that, uh, with kind of where you've you've kind of your life has kind of ran, um, one of the things that always took me by surprise was that you you joined the military. Like I, I never saw you as someone who would ever do that. Um, just because I don't I don't know why I never thought that. I don't know what really the reason behind it would be. But like when uh, I think Braden was the one that told me that you you know you joined the Air Force, I was like Grayson, like Grayson Barnes, the one we played soccer with. He goes, yeah, I'm like, oh. Okay, like it just kind of shocked me, 
what kind of le- what what led you down that path? What led you? Absolutely. All right. Great. Because this kind of goes into our previous discussion. You know what led me to that? What led me to that was my friends. My friends not being able to make a fucking decision. Right? <laughs> that is exactly what led me to join the Air Force because then I had to sit there and I had to call Braden. I remember calling him specifically. I remember talking to. I remember to talking to you were there too when we went to South Padre Island, um, and we were there for Fourth of July. Yeah. Right. Yep. And I remember sitting there with Braden, sitting there with Thomas, sitting there with Jack or not Jackson, but uh, Kyle. Right. And I remember sitting there and I said, guys, if we're going to do something like we need to decide now so that, you know, we have a future, we have something right. We like Mm -hmm. actually are moving towards something because if not, I'm going to go my own way. And Braden couldn't make a decision and Kyle couldn't make a decision and Thomas couldn't make a decision. So, you know what everybody did? Kyle went back to Utah. Braden went back to Utah and and Thomas went to Cincinnati. Where's Thomas today? He's in Cincinnati. Where's Braden today? He's in Utah. Where's Kyle? He's in South Carolina, right? But even, you know, and this is not a, a dig on them, right? But, you know, how much, you know, we've all grown exponentially internally, right? But from that moment, that's what I'm talking about, like my biggest regret like I've I've managed to do things in my own life and make my own life, right? But I feel like I could have there's there's so much more I could have done if those guys were working with me, right? And we were working mm-hmm. together. So that led me to joining the Air Force. I actually uh that was the summer. Um I went and I traveled the the world for a minute. I say the world, I just went to Africa. Um and uh I Did went you hang out with Calvin? Yeah, I did go. I went to see our uh, our roommate Calvin, and then after that, I went to New York and Boston, and I got back home, and I was disrespected. I was disrespected in my own house, uh, and I say this my own house like it was mine. I didn't own shit, right? I got disrespected by my cousin in my stepdad's house, right? And my cousin is probably three years my junior, and my stepdad looked at me and goes. He goes like he takes her side and I go, dude, I'm fucking 20 years old. And this 17 year old is like, like, he's got you by the balls, old man. <laughs> and you, you've known me, you're, you know, my whole, my whole life. And this is, you're taking her side. I was like, fuck this. Like, you don't respect me. Right. So I, my aunt was there and her whole family, her whole family's uh, military. You know, and I sat there and I go like, shit, man, I need to go make something of myself because if I don't, I'm literally just going to do nothing. I'm going to do nothing. And you know me, I'm not a do nothing kind of guy. Yep. Right. So I did something about it and I I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go enlist in the Air Force. Right. But I had already had plans to go play soccer at Southern Virginia University. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so I went down there and I was like, I'm going to join the Air Force out of there because I had already paid a couple months rent. And I was like, fuck it. I would rather go hang out with Jackson, join the Air Force out of out of Virginia than I would hanging out at home because I had been disrespected, right? Right. So I ended up joining the Air Force in March of 2018, and I never looked back, right? Um, a lot of breaks came my way. I got very lucky in the, some of the opportunities that I got. And uh, the Air Force did a lot for me professionally. Um, and it did exactly what I thought it was going to do. It was, I wanted to learn a skill. 
I wanted to have something that I could take to the outside world and be marketable and have opportunities to have a successful career in in whatever thing I was trained in, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it worked out for me 100 um, percent. What did you what did you go to the Air Force for? Like what were you trained in? So I was a aircraft uh, so I was an aircraft like an airborne mission systems operator, right? Okay. And so I flew on reconnaissance aircraft um, out of uh, Nebraska. And okay. so I was like, I was like a technician on board and I would uh, fix uh, some of the equipment on board. And I got to go to Japan, I got to go to Greece, I got to go to England, I got to go to Germany, I got to go to Guam, I got to go to Hawaii, uh, Florida, you know, just kind of just being part of these missions and, and doing that mission. It was such an opportunity for me. To, I mean, I'd already been to all of those places anyways, right? right? But it was cool to go. It was cool to go in the military and do it that way. Um, and then experience what it was like to be a crew dog experience what it was like to be the low man on the totem pole, right. Mm-hmm. To be the bitch, uh, and to kind of work my way up. And, and as soon as I got to the air force, like this hunger that we're talking about, like this aspiration thing, it never stopped. So I was always going for that next thing, that next thing, that next thing. And right. I mean, that's where like the air force kind of got me to where I am right now. Actually my mentality did, but the air force was like, the perfect stepping stone to where I'm at right now. Right. Gotcha. And so where I'm at right now, and I don't know, you, you probably know this, but I'm in the Marine Corps right now. Right. Right. Yep. So I became a Marine Corps officer in March of this year. So, so that was, you know, three, four, yeah, three months ago. So now I'm just at the basic school in Virginia, um, going through, uh, schooling that's six months long. Mm-hmm. So what sparks the change? Dude. I mean, you know how my mind works a little bit, right? Right. I, fucking, I want something. I go get it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple things. One of the big things for me was opportunity. I was looking for an opportunity, uh, to commission within the United States air force it wasn't really there. Okay. It wasn't there after COVID. Like there was a slow up and I wanted to be a pilot. I wanted to, or do something in the air. I wanted to be a CISO, like a combat systems operator. I wanted to maybe be a navigator, but the opportunities weren't there. So I had to change my scope. And that's something I'm, I can do so well, right? I'm not stuck Mm -hmm. in one lane. I can just look, look left, look right and say, fuck it. I'll do this. I'm super adaptable. Right. Right. And so uh, after uh, after some time, I just decided, you know, let me let me kind of look, let me look elsewhere. Right. And when we were uh, pulling out of Afghanistan in what was that? 2020, 2021. I think it was yeah. 2021. Something like right? that. Uh, there were a couple of Marines that died in an explosion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Yep. Right. Uh, and. Because of that, I think that was the the turning point for me. And it was like, why them and not me, right? I right. kind of had that mindset, right? Why are they, these, these kids that are younger than me, why are they there and I'm living a cushy life, right? And so, you know, I already had a, a son of my own. I already had a wife, right? And I 
and I had to make that decision. I was like, why them, not me? Like, I can do more, right? So I contacted a Marine Corps officer recruiter and decided to uh, pursue that route. And, uh, you know, that was two years ago, and this is where I'm at today. So I had that goal in mind, and I had to train for it, and I and I got to where I am now. Nice, man. Yeah, I just, you know, I that's something that, uh, you know, hearing about, like I was, you know, proud to, proud to know, proud to know you, to like be able to, you know, I know, I, I've known people, you know, in, in, in the military and whatnot, but it's just another person added to the list to be proud of, like somebody I know to, to go out of their way to do stuff like to do that. Something that I, you know, it's not that, I don't know if, that not necessarily the fact that I don't have the capability to do it, but it's just like, I, I, that's not something that I have always, I've never been like, you know what, I want to, you know, I want to go into military. I think that's the route for me. It was just never something that crossed my mind, um, you know, but. You know, it's, it's always something that I've always tipped my hat to, those people who are willing to, to go through all that to, you know, to protect our freedoms and, and everything like that. So, like, to know people like that, it's always that much more special, just knowing that there's a personal connection there. Um, yeah. And I just find, find it interesting, the, the, the route that you went, because, you know, like I said, I, I never I never kind of uh, pegged you as the guy to to – go into the military like i just i you know i I didn't really know exactly what grayson barnes was going to be up to you know in five years after you know after we graduated but military was definitely not at the top of the list for sure by by any means yeah no for for me too man for me too um and still i'm i'm still kind of like an oddball in the military sometimes too um People kind of can't figure me out. They don't know kind of like what I'm here for, what I'm doing. And uh, those are some things that I kind of keep a little close to my chest because, you know, if you know me, I'm always moving. I'm always making moves. I'm always uh, trying to do something, but I'm also trying to do a good job. Right. right. I'm trying to do what, we, what, what we're talking about. I'm here to serve my country. Right. I'm here to do those things. I'm here to, you know, kind of put my life first. Um, and that being, you know, in the Air Force and then now being in the Marine Corps, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I I take I take everything that I do um, and and my image and and like my purpose and I like I, I try to take a step back and look at like what am I doing, right? And right. like you say, hey, you're proud of me, but, you know, like I'm proud of the other thousands and thousands and thousands of other people that are doing the same thing as me, sometimes more dangerous things than me. Right. Because if not them, then who, who's going to do it? Right. right. Um, and I, I love this country. I love, you know, kind of putting myself out there and um, and and fighting for, for something that I love so much. Um, and especially in, in today's world where there's kind of a stigma about joining the military, there's kind of a stigma about, Hey, like, Oh, this, like recruiters, especially like, Oh, this recruiter is trying to get me to join. Fuck them. You know, mm-hmm. like I hear that too all the time. It's like, well, you know, the, the United States government's got to hit their numbers, right? We're trying to find people. I'm of the mindset where I want to find the best of the best, right? I want the best of the best, the country's best to be, 
to be serving alongside me, right? And mm. you know, I had an opportunity. I think I'm a really bright individual. I think, you know, that I could do a lot of good work in the military and, you know, here I am, right? And hopefully I continue to do good work and I hopefully I continue to, you know, hopefully make you guys proud and then, you know, serve serve this country, you know, nobly and, and valuably so that, uh, you know, we, we do good things as a nation. In the so in the military, have you found relationships like, you know, close close friends like you did with Kyle and Braden and Jackson? Have you found people like that while while serving? So in a in a uh, some people do. For me, I haven't. Okay. Um, the opportunities are there, but I'm very particular. I'm very uh, specific. And I, I met my wife in the military, um, uh-huh. but like, as I've gotten older, I'm very kind of like specific on like who I let into my life and like the relationships that I build. I, I have a lot more acquaintances now, um, but in the military, everything's so like everybody goes away, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, you people move all the time. It's hard to build a really solid relationship. Um, also, like we talked about earlier, culture is so important. Uh, I never really found a unit that I felt like I that fit my culture, right? Gotcha. Um, so I never really aligned myself with, with specific individuals because the culture of my units was always different than the way that I, that I, that I would think, right? Um, now, in the Marine Corps, do I have – like I, it's the same way in the Marine Corps for me, right? I mean I have friends. I have acquaintances. But – as it has been as strong as the relationships that I had from my first semester at Western? No. Right. right. And, and maybe that's because we haven't gone through the trauma bonding like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I'm not closed off to anything. I welcome new people into my life all the time. It just happens to be that that, that hasn't been the case. Right. Um, especially when I was in Omaha in the Air Force. Me and my wife, we look back on it. We look, we say, oh my God, we've been here five years. How many friends do we have here? And we go, holy shit, we have none. You know, it's like, what happened? What happened? We have people that we're acquaintances with, but it's like, how many people are like, hey, come over. Like you walk into my house whenever, you know, like, hey, let's have dinner this day, this day, this day. You know, it's more like, hey, like, so good to see you. We'll see you next month, you know? And it's not like, hey, like. You're my fucking ride or die. Like, what the fuck? You know, like that doesn't mm-hmm. happen anymore. Right. And it's hard to build that. And maybe we, maybe we missed that time. Maybe that time has already elapsed and, you know, everybody's kind of just so comfortable in their own ways. Right. But I sit here now and I, I struggle. I mean, every, I think I always wanted to write something about this, but like, it's hard to make fucking friends as adults. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I sat down with one of my high school friends and she said the same thing. She's like, it's almost, uh, it's almost harder. Like, you know, she's, she's married and she just, she just had a baby. And then she's like, it's finding friends as an adult is almost as hard as going on a date with somebody to try to like a romantic date because you're, it's that same level of like, Hey, do you want to go just like get a cup of coffee? And like the, the, as an adult, like the, difficulty in that it's just so like it's it's just hard um to do that as people who are you know you're so you know you have a kid you have a wife and like you so you kind of 
tend to navigate towards people who already have kids and who are married and like it really starts to shrink that group down on who you can cannot hang out with so but it's funny because i've heard plenty of people say the same thing um do you have a do you have a pretty firm definition of the word friend yeah man that i do i do and it's it's tough it's tough because when we're talking about western you know i there's a couple of, of girls that lived across the hall right and mm-hmm. for me I told them straight up, and I still believe this to this day, you know, six years later, I told them, I was like, you guys aren't my friends, you know? And that's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow for anybody. And that's kind right. of a douchey move for me to say, right? Because, like, they didn't need to know that I thought that, but I also was, like, authentic. I'm, like, I'm very authentic, right? So I let them know. For me, I have – there's different levels. For me, there's an acquaintance, Right. An acquaintance right. somebody when you're walking down the hallway, if you're in a hallway, you're going to say, hey, what's up? Right? <coughs> right. You're going to be like, hey, what's up? Oh, hey, nothing much. Uh, just going to class. All right, man. Take it easy. Right? That's an acquaintance to me. Somebody you know their name. Uh, they know who you are. You guys maybe follow each other on social media. Um, and you guys are cordial. Right? Then to that's like the first level. Right. Then you have people that are more like your 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 buddies. Right. Your buddies who, you know, like you'll hang out. Maybe you guys have gone out to go get food before Uh, you guys hang out in like larger groups, uh, particularly Um, you guys will uh, you guys know each other. But it's not like, hey, like, hey, what are you doing? I'm not texting them after maybe work and saying, hey, let's hang out. Right. Right. I'm not saying like, hey, let's hang out. Like, what are you doing? Like, let's let's go chill. They might be on the soccer team, you know, or maybe my my Sunday league team. And I like, hey, what's up, bro? Like, oh, you want to get a drink after the game? All right, tight, right? Uh, but I'm not sitting there going, uh, hey, let's plan a vacation together. Hey, right? Let's do this. Let's do that. Um, you know, that's those are my buddies. I got a lot of buddies. Um. I got a lot of acquaintances. I got a lot of buddies, but now I have very few friends, right? Your right. friends are that, that top tier caliber. Like these are your ride or dies. Like, like no matter what these dudes, like for me, I classify friends as almost family. Right. Um, and so, you know, like we talk about our relationship and I'll just be honest, like we're in my classification, you're my buddy. Right. Right. Yep. Um, now my friends that's super top tier right and i only have i have maybe five right and that's just how my life is right i made five friends right now you know and in your definition and maybe somebody else's definition maybe a friend is their acquaintance right but that's not how i view a friend um and, and, you know, it just kind of goes into however you want to define it. But, like, those relationships out of Western, when I called those people, like, not my friend, I said, you guys are more my acquaintances. When I said that six years ago, uh-huh. I broke all those bridges immediately. Right. Immediately. Like, it was night and day. I said that. They all, like, talked about it. And they said, fuck you. You know? And mm-hmm. I was like, 
I said, sounds good. Guess who wasn't hurt by it? Right. <laughs> you know, because they're my acquaintances. Like, they just were people I was hanging out with in the moment, right? right. Now, if my friend and I have a tarnished relationship, it doesn't matter what happens. They're still my friend. They're still my family, right? They're still my buddy. We could be fucking disagreeing. Like, I've had stints where I didn't talk to people for six months, a year, but they're still my friend. They're still my friend. They're still my family, right? Right. I've gone almost a year of not talking to Kyle. I've gone almost a year a year of not talking to Braden. But those bro- those dudes are still my brothers no matter what, right? Right. They might do stupid ass shit. They might be retarded, whatever. <laughs> still my brothers, right? And those are my friends. Those are like those. We get tattoos together. Those are my friends right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I'm kind of in the same boat of I've got a pretty. I've got a pretty. Uh, hard definition of what a friend is, um, and. But that's something I've, I've also kind of found interesting is there's a lot of people who like people you've met, you've met a handful of times still consider friends and like yeah, I just have a very strict definition of the word. Now, in the, you know, I'm kind of the same boat. You know, I I care like I'll always care about a lot of people. You know, you talk about uh, those people that are cr- those across the hall from us at Western. Like I still care about those people. You know, I don't talk to them ever. Um, but like I've, I got close to them at, at Western and we've drifted apart and we don't talk much anymore. We don't talk at all, but like, um, I do still care about how they're doing and things like that. So I'm always, I've always been a person to, to care about, uh, to care about people and to care about people I've had some sort of relationship with. But as far as being friends, uh, I get pretty, I've got a pretty strict definition, you know. I probably have. I can probably count them on on both my hands. I probably have about ten people that I am like these are my friends. And they'll be my friends until the day I die. And um, I'm kind of the same boat as you. I got buddies and acquaintances, kind of thing. Um, but uh, the importance of having those five to ten people, like I think, it makes a big difference. A huge difference to just knowing that you've got people that got your back kind of thing um which is something that that as i've gone along i've really been grateful for uh you know the last probably two years or so of my life have been kind of rocky um and kind of been up and down i've kept it pretty private for the most part um but uh you know but those 10 people like those were people that were there for me and those were people that like picked me up and carried me when I, when I couldn't do it myself. Um, and so having people like that, uh, <clears throat> having people like that have been, uh, have been huge, have been huge for me. So. They, and it can be, and it can be support systems are great. Yeah. Right. Um, that I haven't necessarily have needed a support system. Um, and I, uh, I more or less, uh, you know, have been other people's support systems. Um, right. But, I mean, it's, it's great when you have it, but it's also, uh, you know, I think now that I have a wife and, and kids, 
it's more like my wife is my support system and then my buddies or my friends are my friends, you know, because right. like, and I will have somebody, it's like, Hey, this is my, my vent to, I can vent to this person my whole, like forever. Right. Uh-huh. So it's kind of different. The dynamic has changed. Um, now, uh, I mean, Kyle's getting married, getting married, getting the process. married. And then, you know, Braden's in a long-term relationship, uh, <laughs> I'm married. Jackson's, Jackson's married. married. And then freaking Thomas is doing Thomas things. I talk to him probably every three months or so. Um, but it's, uh, you know, like we all kind of have our, our people that we've been to. And we, we kind of have – that leaves us to have different kind of conversations. Right. And the thing is we're all – we've all kind of managed to be at the same stage of life throughout the course of our relationships. We all kind of mimic each other. Right. right? And so our, our kids are relatively pretty close, right? The one that – Braden's the kind of the one that doesn't really follow our our uh, our path per se. But, I mean, you know, like our kids are all relatively the same age, but we all have like long-term relationships that we're in. And we all, I think, indirectly affect each other in the way that – in because like we see each other, oh, this person's in a relationship – it's probably doing something in our subconscious that's like, oh, I need to be in one, two, right? Or I need to do this and maybe not the need, but it just happens, right? So we're all relatively in the same kind of place, right? right. Relationship-wise, right? Which frees us to actually have different kind of conversations. It's not, oh, hey, this girl, this, this girl, that, or I'm having a problem with this breakup. Like we're literally all in that same stage right now, uh-huh. right? And it's been that way for years. We've all kind of, oh, like I just met this girl. Oh, I met this girl too. Oh, I met this girl as well, right? Oh, like I'm in a relationship with this girl. Oh, I'm getting married. Oh, I'm getting married too. Oh, and then, oh, I had a kid. Oh, I had a kid, you know? And it's just, mm-hmm. it's like elevating, right? So right. we we have all kind of elevated at the same rate. Gotcha. That's so awesome. It's, it's been kind of interesting, right? For uh, sure. And it's all about, I guess, it's what we talked about. It's all about the company that you keep and how they directly and indirectly influence your life. Um, and that's, you know, back to what you said. It's like those dudes, you know, have influenced my life so much, so much. And I'm thankful for that, right? But mm-hmm. now I'm telling you I am completely on my own path, right? Like I have yeah. – I have – dreams and aspirations that are far probably far bigger than the ones that i've talked about with my friends right uh-huh. um, and that's fine too and that's fine too you know and my biggest fear is is that i leave them behind right i outgrow them because i don't want to outgrow them i want them to grow with me right mm-hmm. yeah uh, i'm at the point now where i feel like Maybe they're not growing at the same rate as me. Maybe, you know, that doesn't matter. That shouldn't matter, right? That shouldn't matter. It should be like, I should just be happy for where they're at. But that's not my mindset. That's never who I've been. I'm like, hey, like, let's do this. Let's do it together. Like, we'll get to the promised land together, right? Right. And I think that's, I'm a team guy. I've always been a team guy, right? I've always been like, hey, like, like what we talked about, the open door policy, like, hey, come in, like, let's, let's do this together. Let's be together. Right. Mm-hmm. And so 
I think maybe that's one of my fears is that these guys, like, as they drop off, as they drop off and, you know, maybe I, I lose those relationships. And that's something that, you know, I've, I've thought about in my own mind, right? And having to say it out loud and having to conceptualize it, it's a little different. Right. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want these guys to disappear, but I also want them to grow with me, right? Mm-hmm. The balance and, and the next step is what am I actively doing? to to uh you know to make those things happen right and that goes into a whole other conversation which you know there's probably things that you don't know about behind the scenes that have been happening right because you see things on like your own side but you know like south carolina was supposed to be the move right right i was supposed to go to south carolina right i was supposed to go there i was supposed to bring my family to south carolina Kyle was the first was the first stop, right? Braden was going to come to South Carolina. Uh, Jackson was already there. He set up the home base, right? right. All supposed to migrate over there, but some things happened and it didn't work out, right? Um, I had a lot of ambition, um, but it just, you know, you think you think that you would, uh, you know, know kind of somebody after so many years, right? And, you know, recently it was kind of, I mean, the last two years, like a curveball was thrown at us, right? And we were like, oh, shit, like, what the fuck? Um, And not to beat around the bush, but, you know, and not to drag anybody's name, but it was just like, what the fuck is happening? So I had to pull out of of South Carolina, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I pulled out and I was like, dude, this was supposed to be me. I, like, got, I, like, basically ran the paperwork to start a company um, like this was going to be the future, right? And everything got turned on its head and I had to reevaluate again, right? And right. what is something that I do best is I put myself first, right? So that's why I didn't get, I didn't get out and go to South Carolina. I actually ended up just joining the Marine Corps instead because mm-hmm. this opportunity, like we're talking about, it didn't pan out. And these guys, in my opinion, you know, you know, the, some people are bought in and some people aren't completely bought in. And the things didn't work out, right? And that's – and, like, when I talk about my regrets, that's another one right there, right? It's, like, mm-hmm. us not being able to fucking figure some shit out and to, to grow together. And, you know, we missed another opportunity, right? And that's sure. my fear. Like, that's going to continue to happen. But I know me, and I'm I'm going to continue to put me first. And I think they, they might have the same mindset where, right. you know, you know Braden puts himself first. Kyle puts himself first. Jackson puts himself first, right? And because because we all put ourselves first, we don't put each other first. And guess what happens when we don't do that? Right. Nothing happens. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? Which was the whole premise of the company anyways, was to build a company where we put each other first. And it just kind of fucking fell flat on its face. And it didn't work. You know, you know, it didn't work. So that's life. That's life right. sometimes. For sure. Right? And For sure. It, it's sad, man. It's sad. Um, I don't know where it's going to go. What are you, are you planning on leaving Utah? What are you planning on doing? Are you nope. staying there forever? This is, I, for as, as far as I can see, Smithfield's 26. 26. You're fucking yep. 26. And you're sitting here. You said, I've just built this house. Yeah. Right? 
I'm this is where I'm this is where I'm staying. Setting setting roots. The goal is to set roots. Start a family. I, uh, you're setting roots. Yep. That's fucking crazy to me. I love I, I love it here. I love the I love the city. Um I love the people. Um I love what people. What people are you talking about? My I love my neighbors. I got neighbor I got neighbors, people I work with. The 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 you know how Texas had that southern hospitality feel? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the, the, there's there's culture. there's that there's that feeling of just like care. Like it's not it's not that like uh you know, it's not that I know everybody in the city or anything like that, but it's just like it, it, it you just get that feeling of like everyone's caring for everybody. You know, I this is I feel like it's a great place to raise kids. Um, you know, there's a there's a large community here to just help, you know, to to help build each other up. And I really like it here. Um, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not crossing, I'm not like saying no to anything. You know, the, the company that I, the company I work for has just been bought out by a, by a large, bigger company that is all over the country, which I didn't have before. You know, the, I work for a company called the air. I worked for a company called ARS and they were in Rock Springs, Logan, Ogden. Um, but now I work for a company called Blue Sky and they go, they go from California to New York and from Chicago to Houston, and so and everywhere in between. So there's uh, a lot of opportunity for growth um, for me, and there's a lot of opportunity for moving up the ranks and for getting more more uh, more knowledge and more. So I'm not counting anything out, but yeah. there's um, so much you haven't seen. Oh yeah, you know, like but but the for, idea uh, I think is 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 I hate that idea. Uh, sorry to hijack, but like I hate that fucking idea. Like, and I, you remember fucking Josh Rawson? He told me, he literally told me, he's like, man, dude, I'm just going to be a teacher here in Rock Springs. I'm going to coach the soccer team. That's what I'm going to do. I was like, dude, you've never left this town, dude. Like, what are you <laughs> talking about, right? Like, you're 26, bro. You're 26. There's so much you haven't seen. I can name a million places you haven't been. Oh, yeah. You, you can still go there, man. Like, you can still go there and go fucking experience things before – before you get comfortable. I don't want you to get comfortable. That's a challenge. I don't want you to fucking get comfortable. I know that you have your things. You're an adult. Like you think that you like, this is what you like. Right. But there's also things in this world that you haven't experienced that you don't know that you like yet. For sure. And that's things. Again, that's one of, that's one of those things that, uh, you know, like I was, like I was talking to you earlier, like that's, there are, I know that there are plenty of experiences and places I haven't seen things I haven't done. Um, but like a lot of those things, like, I, I don't necessarily live for for those experiences. Like it's not something that, it's and it's really never been something that's really intrigued me. You know, to whether it's travel or different types of things or living in different whatever. You know, it's uh, it's never really been in, in interest of mine. And you know, that's that's why we're finding that you know finding a a place where. I feel like I fit in and I belong like that. It was huge for me. And I got, to, that's what this place is. Like, I just, um, I've never felt more at home. Like out, you know, I, you know, even living with my parents, like, you know, you feel at home just because that's the place of comfort and safety. Um, but since leaving and being on my own, you know, I've been different places and I've, you know, I've lived on the East, you know, I live for months on the East coast. I live for months down South. Like I've lived, 
in different places. And um, I've enjoyed every single one of those places and I've loved every single one of those places and they've had their own thing. But, um, you know, I, I came to Logan for school and then was just kind of whatever the, wherever the wind took me, it took me. And I found home a lot faster than I thought I would. And it just felt, it just felt like this is kind of where I've always wanted to be. Um, and so, but again, it's one of those things where like, I'm not as of now, as of now, I don't see myself leaving. I don't see myself going anywhere, but there are, there's opportunity for me to go all over the place, um, to travel and to, to move and live different places. But as of now, Smithfield is Smithfield is, is home. And, um, you know, I built, I built the house and again, it's one of those things that was on the bucket list. It's always what I wanted to do. And, uh, I just felt right. It just felt right to be here and kind of start setting roots here. Um, and I, and I've, and I've never really kind of looked back from it. So, but dude, I do understand your, you know, the, the place of, you know, 15 years from now, am I going to, am I going to be sitting in this house still, whether it's with a family or by myself being like, I really shouldn't have locked myself into this spot. And but I'm not locked by any means. Like I don't, uh, it's not like I've signed me. You know, I haven't signed my life away to staying here for the rest of my life, but um, it's oh home God. for now. And I, I, I and I love, and, and I love it. And We'll see, but we'll we'll see. But I can't I can't say this is where this guy I can't say this is where I'm going to be forever. But it is for the for the near future. This is this is home. So the uh, the I've heard through the grapevine about your dating life. Um, <laughs> the thing is, like, you think that I don't keep tabs on you, but I do. <laughs> I do right, uh, and so, but like. What what is that looking like in the last year? Like what I mean, have you are you like actively let, let's talk about this, right? Because some people they like for me, I use some dating apps like just to kind of mess around. But then right. I met my wife like naturally, like like literally in person, right? Mm-hmm. So so for you, like what are you doing for for that? So there was recently there was a there was a girl. Been, most of most of my relationships in the last year and year year and a half have been girls I've been talking to to kind of and kind of work. You know, I became we became friends pretty quick and kind of you know feeling feeling each other out. And then it's just like it's just not the right time, which it is what it is. Um, but uh, you know, I one of the big things is that I've been trying to do is for whatever reason. Um, for the last little while, I just social events have been something tough for me, like going out and doing activities with people I don't really know and meeting new people has been really hard for me. Um, and so that's something that I've been, that I've been really trying to focus on getting better at is getting out of my comfort zone to do that, to just meet people. Um, you know, that is the unfortunate thing about Smithfield is it's small and it's, there's not a ton going on here. And so the opportunity to meet new people who, you know, and, and date, it's pretty, it's pretty tough. Um, so you have to kind of go out of your way and you have to go do these extracurricular things with, and, you know, uh, to meet these people. And I have a hard time doing that, but that's something that I've been working on personally and trying to like get over some irrational 
social anxiety crap that has never been a problem for mine. Like, you know, as well as anybody, like I am fairly outgoing. Like I pretty, and, and especially with new people, I'm, I'm pretty good at meeting new people, but for the last two, three years, it's been tough to, to do that. Um, but I haven't had a lot of success of. That's crazy to say last two to three years, it's been tough meeting people. Oh yeah. Like, dude, that is so much time. It's so much time. Like that's a problem, right? That's something that we should address. Oh yeah. It's, it's been, and I don't, I don't, I don't know where it stemmed. Like, I don't know. Like it was, everything was good. You know, I, I left, I left Western. I went to Utah state for the year. Right. Right. And I didn't have, I had buddies more so there than anything. Um, but really what kept me going a lot was so- like soccer kept me going because soccer was an outlet, not just you and the, you guys and the women's team, but like the athletes just naturally hung out. We had study hall together. So like I was, you know, I was buddies with some of the basketball players and volleyball players and we were friends with some of the wrestlers. Like you interact with all these different people and it's just so easy to do that. Um, and like soccer allowed, you know, gave us, gave me that opportunity to do that. And then going to Utah state, like I didn't have that. I, it was just school. Uh, I was with, it was just school and I was living with people I didn't know. And so like, I knew those people and I kind of met their friends and there was the ward that was there that I kind of, I met, but like it's universities are far, a way different beast than junior colleges. Like I, I you know, you, you go from 30 people of 30, to classes of 330. And so like you're that interpersonal uh, connection that you make with those people, it's like gone and you have to learn to meet new people in large, in large crowds, which is, which that was the shell shock for me. And then that's, I started to struggle with it. And then, uh, you know, and then I started to work instead of go to school. And I made a lot of really good friends from, from work that I still, you know, those are, a group of guys that I'm friends with to this day that I don't work with them anymore, but we're still, still homies, still hanging out, still talk, still all that stuff. So like I made a big, a large group of friends. Um, but I don't know when it happened or what happened to, for me to like all of a sudden, it was just been difficult to, to, to go to these, you know, whether it's a church activity, um, you know, where I can meet new people in my ward or it's with school, like, you know, school events at Utah state or just random stuff around town. It was like, I used to be very like, I'll just go do it. I'll just go do it. I'll just go do it. And then all of a sudden just flipped like a light switch. And I'm like, mm, nah, I'm good. It's weird. It's, I don't I don't know what happened or when it happened or why it happened, but it's something that I have to like, I'm battling with it, you know, every, every week whether we've got activities and stuff for our church every single week that I like stand at my garage door and I'm like staring at the door. I'm like, just open the door and go. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I can do this. And then all of a sudden I'm not going. Like I, I spend 40 minutes trying to talk myself into going to do this thing. And then I can't, and then I'm, and I'm like, oh, well it's over already. Like you spent all this time trying to convince yourself to go that you missed it by trying to convince yourself to go. Um, but I wasn't doing that. You know, two years ago, I was like, nah, I'm out. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it. So, like, I'm – for whatever reason, whatever it was, but, like, that's something that I've been battling internally for the last five months is just you've got to just get up. you just got to go and do those things. And 
make the commitment and just do it. Um, but it's weird, dude, because if you were to, like, I don't think I've changed as an individual. It's just that one thing. It was, it, it's been odd. It's been odd for me to like, cause I sit and think about it all the time and I'm just like, I don't know how or why it is this way. It's all, but it is, it is odd for me. Yeah, man. No, I get, I get you. I get you in, you know, I think all you gotta be one of the biggest social butterflies to, to kind of put yourself in a situation where you do actually start to meet people actively outside of a school environment, outside of a, maybe like a work environment, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's very easy to just go to work and go home, go to work and go home, go to work and go home, right? Where the hell are you going to fucking meet these people now? Mm -hmm. Like seriously, where do you meet them, right? Unless you're like out there using social media or something like that, right? So the military for me, I'm around people all the time so I can see them, I can meet them, right? So I I meet new people all the time, but I'm always curious about like people like maybe in your, you know, your situation, like, like, what do you do, right? Do you go to maybe like a party or something that you're not maybe 100% comfortable at, but you're there to actually meet new people? Maybe you have, go out with coworkers and you guys go out for a dinner, uh, you know, something like that. And you meet, like they bring friends, you know, maybe you guys do a game night where you got, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just weird. Yeah. It's weird because it's like, is this really what life's coming to now? Like, this is how we meet new people, really? You know? Yeah, it is. It is weird because there for a long time it was. I got I got just I just got into a schedule of work, go home, and like my best friends, like you know you Tristan, Draper and Brett, they don't live close to me, so like I can't we can't go out to dinner, we can't go out and eat, we can't go out whatever, and so like we t- for us to hang out, we play video games, and so like that was a schedule. Like it was work, go home, eat dinner, play games with with buddies. And then repeat. And like I got so caught up into that cycle. And like that was my, a schedule essentially. That it was so hard to break the schedule. So then when I broke the schedule, now I'm like, okay, like now we're now we play, we designate two two nights a week. Like we got it, we hang out two nights a week, whatever it is, and we try to play games two nights a week. You know, and and then breaking that schedule is so weird because it's just something different. And then you you know, I'm trying to, you know, it helped meeting, you know, having friends from work. Um, just because, you know, they're like, Hey, let's play poker tonight. You know, let's go shooting the Saturday, you know, on, on Saturday or, you know, let's, let's play whatever it is. Just come over, hang out. Like it's been easier once you meet new people, but, um, but yeah, that's one of the things that I've been working on is just getting out of the house. You know, I spent the last year building, so I didn't have like hardly any free time. And now that I'm in the house, I've been doing projects. Like I've been finishing the basement um and and doing different projects around the house and that's how i've been like i've 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 um basically made that as like an excuse of why i can't do i don't have the free time because i'm doing all these projects like i don't i don't i can't go out and meet new people because i have to finish this or this and like that and like i've been using these things as excuses to not do those things um and like i'm starting to realize that you know i've realized that i started to do that um, and like, that's what I've been working on. Like I said, the last couple of months is like, stop using projects that aren't that important. Like that, you know, there are some, you know, I'm on a time crunch for finishing the basement a little bit, but you know, if I can, I can, I can finish what I need to do in 
you know, two or three days. If I just really work, sit down and I do it, I can do it in two to three days. And I have, you know, four or five other days to do, meet new people, to go out and do whatever I need to do kind of thing. Right. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a challenge for sure. But I've, but I have, you know, I've got groups of people that I've gone and hung out with a handful of times and, um, mostly for me, it's people of, you know, of the war, like of, of the, of the church of like different group activities of the ward and, and doing that. Oh, That's so you, really you, where you I'm going to meet a lot of people. So what? You don't drink, do you? Mm-mm. Okay. So, no. you, so you don't drink. So like, I mean, I'll even say that though, like people like drinking is like, oh, that's like a social activity that a lot of yeah. people do. And it's like, that's how a lot of people meet each other. So like you take that out of the equation too, right? Now, you know, I'm kind of out of the, the, the church culture, so I don't really kind of know what you guys do for social gatherings and stuff. And I don't even think that you need a drink to have fun, but it's it's just another avenue of meeting people, right? Right. That you don't necessarily partake in. So it's it's definitely harder. I, I definitely do see that, right? Um, but, you know, as, 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 as we kind of move forward – and, you know, we work through those challenges. I mean, it's like I start to look at days. Like one of the big things that I hate is looking at time, right? Because I feel like I'm getting so old, right? And I know I'm young, but I, I feel like I'm getting so old that like time is literally escaping me, right? right. And it's moving so fast, right? And we're, we're, we're focused on all these little things. Right. And we look at things in terms of, oh, like this week, I'm going to do this this month. I'm going to do this this year. I'm going to do this. Right. Instead of looking at it, this day is the most important thing this day, the next day, the next day. And so time is just flying by. And I look back on my week and I'm like, what did I even do this week? Right. 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 And so I'm trying to maximize my days so that each day is memorable. So that I have something that I'm like, oh my god, I had a great year. I did something mm-hmm. memorable each day, right? Um, and you know that kind of goes into, you know, like you're talking about two to three years of like not meeting people. That is such a long time. <laughs> yeah, that it is, is. Such a long time, right? But two to three years just flies by. Yeah, right. It's gone. It's like boom. It's gone. It's over, right? So I think it's so important to like, you know, like whatever our goals are, whatever we want to do, we're ruthless in it, right? We say, hey, this is what I want. Be ruthless in finding what you want, right? Be very clear. Be very concise. Be very specific to finding what you want because if you don't, your time will fly by. Your time will literally disappear and that is the most valuable thing in this world to me in my opinion. For sure. Um, I got, I've got to get bouncing. I got to get running. And I, uh, that was probably the capped. most, I capped you. I'm sorry. I capped you, but that ending, that's good. I like that. The way that, that, that ended about time, you know, to be ruthless with what you want. I like, and I, I want to leave, I want to leave the listeners with that because I think that's a very important aspect. Well, that I can to this two hour podcast. <laughs> yeah, listen to the two-hour podcast and and take away time. Who time 
Time is the most time is and be ruthless with it. I like the, that. I like that the, a lot. Who's listening to this? Just so I know. Who's listening? Um, yeah. My mom and dad, probably. Hey, there we go. Mom <laughs> and dad. I love that. Sorry, I've got, for, sorry for the swear words. Most 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 of it's family and some some friends. Um, I'll tell you this. I but, listen to the people that I know, I listen to those ones. Uh you listen to Braden's and Kyle's? Yes. I think those are the only ones I've done that you know. I know. So like when those ones pop up, I'm like, oh yeah, let's go. You know? <laughs> I gotta hear what they're talking. I gotta hear the shit that they're talking about me. I love you know? it. I love it. Well, hey man, I appreciate you sitting down with me. It's it's been a long time. No, no not necessarily a long time since I've seen you. I saw you, I don't know, a year year or two ago. You came down to hang out with Braden and we went to dinner or something. Yeah, that um, wasn't long ago. That was like last year, no? Was that last year? I don't remember. Time yeah, flies, it, dude. Time it flies. Does fly. It does fly. <laughs> yeah, but man. it was good. To, it was good to sit down and talk with you. It's been it's been a hot minute, and I was glad. I'm glad we were able to do it. Look look at your phone really quickly. I send you a message. Yeah, is the 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 picture. Yeah, dude, I remember that. Yeah, that was that's crazy. What we're talking about that's what we're start. That's what we started with. Yep. Right. And. Dude, I mean, look at the like, like you said, you 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 described it perfectly. The flags around, you know, like you're out there grinding on this house plan right there, and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm eternalizing this moment. I am, yep. I am making this, and that and that's something I used to do all the time. But like that is a special moment right there, and that's why we're at where we're at right now. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I'll I said, man, I and I I thank you, I thank you because that that. Looking back in my memory, like that night, you know, that, that picture, like that's, that's a huge, that was a huge moment for me I, that I never even realized. And a lot of that is due to, you know, your optimism and that visionary uh, mindset that you have. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate that you, you've helped me kind of open that part of my brain up to do that. And I, uh, you know, I know, I know for a fact that I've never said thank you because I just barely realized it today, so thank you for that. I appreciate that. We don't we don't say that gay shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fuck off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, bro. All right, get the hell out of here, dude. Have a good one. Exactly, that's how we say it. Get the fuck let's, out of here. All right, let's, let's go. go. Peace out, man. <laughs>